Welcome, 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 everybody, to the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Eric Compton, a.k.a. Mr. Town Business. And as always, I got my co-host, my battle buddy, my brother from another mother, the one and only Mr. Brian Barrafield, a.k.a. Big Sarge. was popping, bro? Hey, what's going on, bro? How y'all doing? Hey, man, glad to be back. It seems like we're trying to get a quick little battle, battle rhythm back together, man. I know we got a lot of things hot and spicy. I know you've been busy. Hey, side note, how was Cleveland, bro? All right, man. I didn't think that uh, I didn't know what to expect from Cleveland. You know, I've, everything that I've read, and especially you know, since I was in Cuyahoga County, and their law enforcement officials are not the kindest to my kind. Well, well I can half say my, my kind. Half my half me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The uh, February first to the fourteenth, you. Yeah, there you uh, go. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, but it was actually a really. I had a really good time in uh, in Cleveland, man, and it wasn't. It was more than what I expected. I do plan on going back to visit. Okay, okay. Because you know, the, to quote the, the great uh, other uh, biracial brother that I know, the great Joe Key Noah, he said that people don't go on vacations to go to Cleveland. You know, they don't, they don't plan vacations out there. So I figured since you got to cover the uh, Major League Baseball game um, out there, I thought that, you know, I pick your brain to see if that's a place on my destination list I need to be hitting up. Yeah, the stadium was awesome, man. That that's a beautiful stadium. Got a chance to uh, talk to uh, man. CC Sabathia is one of the pitcher for the Yankees. Is one of the coolest guys I think I've ever met in my life. You know man. why? Why is that? Because he's from the Bay Area. Well, he played for Cleveland for so long, so he probably got it from LeBron. Oh, chill. Side chill. side note. You know they. Uh, I got some. You know, I was talking to some of the media out there. And they told me that LeBron is really cheap, bro. Like, he's a really bad tipper. I had never heard that about him. Great, great caveat, bro. Because, you know, I was at Summer League a couple, uh, two weeks ago. And where um, I was at, I also heard the same exact thing, that he does not tip at all. He's not a tipper. Yeah, I heard that. Like, he's not. And I'm saying to myself, you would think that you would want, like, as, as, you know, as bad as the upbringing as you had, you know, you would want to be able to reach out and help other people. You know, as well. And, and, you know, I'm also, man, hold on, let me see. I'm reading this book by uh, by Big Boy Windhorse. Mm-hmm. It's called uh, The Making of a Billion Dollar Athlete, LeBron Inc. You heard about that? That's what my Wendy, right? Brian Windhorse made, uh, wrote that book, right? Yeah, that's what yeah. I say, Big Boy. Yeah, okay, oh, man. okay. You've got to see him in person. But anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm reading that. <laughs> so I'm reading that book about LeBron, and it talks about and a lot of the stories. So here's the thing. A lot of the stories that he's talking about, uh, I kind of knew already, but not from anybody in the media, like from guys who grew up, mm-hmm. you know, around the same area and around the same time that, you know, LeBron came through. I had a guy that was in basic, Grant was in basic training with me okay. at uh, Fort Jackson. And Shout out to Fort Jackson, these- South Carolina. Huh. Our alma relaxing. Yeah, relaxing. Relaxing. Yeah, you know, I didn't. Uh, uh, Fox Trot Company, 1164. Shout out to them out there. Rocking, uh, what was it? Rock Force. There you go. <laughs> I, about, I, I was uh, I was uh, Alpha Alpha 360. Hey, there you go. Shout out to Relaxing Jackson out there at that deep bag. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, like I said, a lot of, you know, a lot of things that he's talking about, I had already heard from 
um, you know, from the guy that I was in basic training with. And I was like, man, you lying. Until one day, uh, they allowed us to have our phones. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go, you know, you Sundays. Go, what is the red? Sun- red, red, red phase to blue phase. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, this was the last phase. So I guess it was red, it white, white phase. It's white phase. And then the last week is usually red, white, and blue phase. It's usually how it goes, but depending on what your battalion the- SOP is. So when they give you your phone back for the rest of you know basic is pretty much over oh yeah 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 yeah. so it's probably red, uh either white phase or red white phase he gave he called one of his boys from back in ohio and he said bro he said uh he said barefield don't believe me uh, uh, and what i'm telling them about lebron and then they started talking bro and i'm saying to myself oh man these boys know what they're talking about mm-hmm. And so anyway, but the book is really good, man. It's talking about, you know, LeBron James and uh, him coming the way he came up, uh, mm-hmm. man. And I'm only on chapter four right now. I got it from the library. Shout out to the library. Free books. <laughs> um, uh, but I'm, I'm on chapter four now. This is right after he went through the whole ordeal. Like, I'm learning more about the whole Reebok, Nike, and Adidas uh, fight for him coming out of high school. Well, I'm glad that we kind of opened up with this little side story that we had because we always like the cool thing about me and you, bro, is like we've been in the military, so a lot of people don't realize that that one percent of the military that people voluntarily raise their right hand—it's a wrath of knowledge that you find. Like, there's so many different walks of life that you run into different people with different backgrounds. And Private Joe Snuffy might be the least person that you may know that may have been classroom classmates with, you know, doggone Kevin Durant out there in PG County, or you know, it's it's so crazy how you're able to meet so many people. But I thought, I, I'm glad that we kind of low-key had this story time that you and I always have. But anywho, it kind of rolls up into kind of what I asked you earlier today, man. And I think I think it's a fair question to ask because there's been a lot of different, uh, you know, I think this year's free NBA free agency was by far one of the most monumentals where literally, I mean, I'm out here in Vegas and we done had a couple of earthquakes out here, but ain't nothing like the earthquakes that the NBA, some of these players have uh able to uh, hit on the Richter scale. Dude, BB, do you think the NBA players have too much power? Because the reason why I'm asking you this is because you had scenarios such as basically uh, Anthony Davis basically holding up half of the NBA hostage on where he wanted to go, and he knew he wanted to go to uh, the Lakers. And another example would be probably like Kevin Durant. I guess once when Kevin Durant blew his Achilles out, he already low-key knew that he was going to go play in um, Brooklyn. And the crazy thing about it is the Brooklyn Nets didn't even know that he signed, allegedly, that he was going to go to them until after Kevin Durant announced it. So it's not like, so basically it's like, I'm coming to your house, not even going to let you know, and I'm over there already like, bro, man, the fifth floor looking for a savage up in the uh, refrigerator, man. Do you think we're giving too much power to the NBA players, man? So I got a question for you before I answer that. Okay. Uh, so is this your professionalism talking or your fandom talking as a Golden State Warrior fan? No, nah, this is my professionalism talking. I knew he was going to leave, to be honest with you. And so, uh, I, I will that say this. That is a bad example for me being a Golden State Warrior. You're probably right. That shouldn't have been a good example. But, <laughs> but I've already wrote it out there. This is on Wax and we live, so if you don't have to show us, come on. So, thank you. Or, <laughs> uh, maybe maybe a better example would have been the ordeal that happened with the Oklahoma City Thunder where Paul George went in and told Sam Presti he wanted to be traded. And then right after that, Russell Westbrook came in and said he wanted to be traded. And Sam Presti obliged him with both. Now, it helped both parties. It helped the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder get under the cap, which they're trying to do, you know, and get a a fresh start rebuilding, you know, that team from the ground up. Wasn't their payroll like $360 or something like that? Was the payroll? 
Uh, it, it, I, I know that it was up there. I know that it was. I put it like this. I knew it was more than the cowboy was willing to pay. <laughs> <laughs> the cowboy owner. The cowboy owner was like, uh, "Wait a minute, now y'all spending entirely too much money to be in Oklahoma City and beat." What is it? T Boone Pickens ain't donate no money towards the Thunder. <laughs> He's putting it all towards Oklahoma State Cowboys. So, right. Um, you know, with, with, with that being said, um, you know, I, I will say this. I like the power that they have when it comes to being able to express themselves when mm-hmm. it comes to social injustices right. and things like that. I don't know if I like the power that they have in when it comes to free agency and being able to move about and make demands. That's where you miss David Stern. Because David yeah, Stern yeah, would come sure. in and be like, I don't care what you want. I don't care what you want. I'm going to do what's best for the league and whatever Michael Jordan says. Pretty much. <laughs> you're absolutely right. So, I, I, and I kind of agree with you. And I had to sit back and think about it. I, you're absolutely right. I think the Oklahoma City Thunder would probably have been a better example. Well, literally, what was it? Paul George got shipped out of OKC in 48 hours or something like that. Basically, after, yep. after Kawhi said that he wanted to play with him, he was out in. I mean, guys, I wish I could get PCS paperwork out of my, uh, my last duty <laughs> station that fast. So, if I told you what? And I was gonna say, I tell you what would have happened though. Uh, Paul George would have came to Sam Presti and told him that he wants to get get traded. Presti would have tra- uh, sent in the paperwork. David Stern would have sent him back the paperwork. Would have called Paul George, told him no. Called Kawhi, told him no, and find him. Mm-hmm. You know, and then probably would have find Sam Presti for even sending that paperwork. <laughs> it's like, something you know better than doing yeah. something like this. So, so yeah, I, I you know. It's it's like I said, it's a two-fold situation. I mm-hmm. like the social injustice Absolutely. that they have, Absolutely. And, and I like what LeBron is doing with the players in, uh, you know, and showing them that they can be their own brand. But uh, by the same token, you know, Adam Silver's gonna have to step up here one day and be like, "Hey, bro, enough is enough." But I mean, if it works, it, it, it this last free agency seemed like it evened out the league. So that's probably why he allowed that to happen as well. Yeah, he had, I mean, obviously, I mean, BB, to be honest with you, I think anybody can legit, well, I wouldn't say anybody. I, there's probably what? Five, I, I think there's legitimately, out of the West, Western Conference, you legitimately have four to five teams that can legitimately compete for a championship. You have possibly three to four out of the East. So we're talking about nine as opposed to the last five to six years, we've only had, what, three, four teams? And legitimately, I mean, shout out to the Bay Area again. I mean, five, out of the last five years, it was practically a chalk up that the Golden State Warriors is going to be in the finals, regardless of what ended up happening. So it was basically anybody out of the East. Who was going to be yeah. defaulted out of the East? And you got three out of those, uh, what is it, four out of those years, four out of five of those years that the Warriors even went to the finals, they was playing against the Cleveland Cavaliers. So I think definitely the, the the earthquake was able to shift things around. I mean, obviously this year's, this upcoming season, 2023 agent class is, is due to want to stick. Um, I don't think anyone besides Anthony Davis and Draymond Green are, the, are your top cover free agents. And it looks like those two are staying where they're at. So I definitely think, I like you said, BB, I think this year was probably just a way to kind of, Dude, checks and balances, like you said, a lot of teams are able to get back under that luxury cap. Anything that's over the hard salary or the soft salary cap that NBA the NBA teams have, they have to pay a luxury tax for going over that cap. I know the Oklahoma City Thunder was was I think had the highest payroll in basketball. I know the Warriors was up there. I know uh, the New York uh, Knicks was up there somewhat um, before they were able to knock things down and be able to afford room to have two uh, free agents that they could have signed. But 
you know, I, I think, I think, like you said, BB, I'm down for the whole social injustice, being able to speak up. You know, it, it's not even necessarily like social injustice issues. You know, a great example: Serge Ibaka got his own cooking channel. Damian Lillard, he, you know, he out here spitting 16 bars every Tuesday. So you got all these different players that are able to create their own brand based off of who they are, what their personality is, and yada yada yada. But I think I, I'm not really digging the whole. BB, I'm going to hit you up after this game uh, later on tonight. We're going to sit here and chop it up, try to figure out how we can uh, uh, do some shady stuff on the back end and get teams to start clearing cap spaces and not even reaching out to this team, seeing the scene, sitting there, seeing if we can even uh, make that Atlanta destination. And then I come just, I don't even come knocking on the door. I'm coming through the back window looking for my ham sandwich with a little bit of uh, mustard and mayonnaise on it. That's the part that where I'm like, okay, that might be a little bit too much power that we're giving to the players. So let me ask you a question, though, E. Because, you know, I had to explain this to Chris from a Two Big Dummy Sports Show last night. So to us, and I've said this on numerous on numerous occasions, um, especially when it was dealing with the Kevin Durant situation. So I'm just using that as a preface. Um, Kicking the man while he down. Us? Kicking the man while he down. There you go. Oh, no, you know, he's my favorite player. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm always pump him up. But what I was going to say is, is that for us, the fan, it's a sport mm-hmm. for the athlete it's a job you see what i'm saying yeah direct that's the profession yeah that's the that's the profession that they've chosen you know and that's their careers and that's their job so i put it like this you know when when they be doing that, that type of stuff that you just mentioned about the you know the backroom deals talking to each other just that another ain't it the same way me if i worked there if i lived in your area you could give me a job would you give me a job i would get you in the dough i would <laughs> i would get you an interview I don't know about getting you a job. Like I, I, I don't know. I, I can't. I can't promise anybody. And, I, and it's funny that you said that. I had a um, a friend of mine who was in the same predicament that was saying, "Hey, I know one of your homeboys works at this company. Are you able to like reach out to them and see what you can do?" I said, "I can reach out to the person, but I can't guarantee you that you may even get an interview or not." So I mean, I can't. I'm not gonna sit here and say, "Yeah, I'm gonna get you a job," or "Yeah," but I, I'll definitely put a plug in for you and let the recruiting manager know that, "Hey, I know this candidate." Go ahead. Oh, no, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm just, I'm just saying, I, if I'm going to the hiring manager, I'll be like, hey, you know, there's this person that may have submitted an application. You might want to tap that person on the shoulder and just pick their brain and see what you think. That's it. But, but if you had a, but if you have the control like what a LeBron James has or like a Steph Curry has or James Harden, if you had the ability, if you had the ability to go to directly to the person and say, hey, I, want, I need you to hire my boy. He getting ready to move from, from that state because I ain't going to tell you business. He moved from that state to this state. <laughs> I need to look because if, if I pop up with a job and, and where you work, then people going to be like, they said that on the podcast. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, but if you had that ability to walk into the person who does the direct hiring and say, hey, my boy need a job. I want him to work here. Hire him on. And they'd be like, all right. Because that's what that's what these uh, these top stars have. That's what Harden has. Harden was like, well, wait a minute. Hold on. Westbrook, you want to do what? <laughs> I don't worry about it, bro. You want to come to Houston? I I can get you to Houston if you really want to come. Right. Yeah, so. yeah I mean, you're right. You're right. I mean, I think if I think I had that juice, I mean, if you ever wanted to, you know, hit me up on LinkedIn or something, then, you know, I'd definitely try to put a word in for you if I had that kind of gusto. But, you know, I'm just a little, I'm a little uh, uh, tadpole in the big ocean. So <laughs> it is what it is. But you're absolutely right. I think, you know, I don't have a problem. I don't. I mean, I don't really have a problem. Like you said, it is a profession. It is a job, and you definitely want the best candidates to get the ultimate goal. 
obviously in this in their profession is to win it is to win as many championships as they can or coming very very close to it so you want the best available assets that you possibly can bring in or the best resources that you can bring in to make that happen uh I guess maybe like you said we probably do look at it as a fan part but also there is a little bit of you know where we come from our army core values there gotta be a little bit of integrity man you know do you want to take the easy right or the hard wrong you know the easy right always gonna be a juicy um that sometimes that uh that hard wrong that hard right is is is, uh is 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 a little more rewarding and it's gonna take a little bit of time so it's always gonna be twofold man but i thought we just opened it up with that and you know i wanted to kind of pick your brain but hey man are you gonna be like asking uh, Mr. Westbrook uh, what his uh, 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 outfits are gonna be uh, coming up this pre- uh, training camp? I never asked any <laughs> of the players about their outfits. I've been and listen in as many locker rooms as I've been around, and I see some of these people and the way that they dress. I just be like, wow, fashion has really changed. I mean, if, if you're coming in with a hard hat and so in a, in a, in a uh, crossroad vest, looking like one of the extras of village people, I just thought you might, you know. I want to ask him about that and see where you can get one of the road guard best. But I think me, you can go to the nearest PF and get the road cross road cross best for free though. I think I still got a uh, you got a PT belt. belt somewhere. <laughs> I think I still got a PT belt somewhere. I, can, I think I'm just gonna wear that to one of the games. They'd be like, "Where you get that from, bro?" That PT like, belt. Is, yeah, I'd be like, "This is Bugatti." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make, make up a word: Balenciaga and Gucci. Or yeah, Bugucci. Christian. Christian Baton or something, you know, something, something stupid, man. But yeah, maybe I give you three thousand for it right, right now, now bro. Had it right now. <laughs> you know how much I got? Yeah. And then me and you come back, hey, bro. You got any more? You want the PT belts, man? I, I still got. <laughs> I, I still got some connection supply. So hey, man, shout out to the night Yankees out there all across the world doing they thug deals with the supply, man. Hey, so uh, moving on, bro. Uh, it's football, man. Like I'm so excited for football season, bro. Like I'm not even gonna lie, like. The NBA season is officially over. Like, we probably won't be hearing about the NBA until about September, October. Really around, right around the beginning of October. So, I know college football started their uh, media sessions. I know you were down at the SWAC uh, media uh, uh, session today. But, you know, I, I wanted to kind of focus on pro football a little bit because you actually covered the Texans. Shout out. Uh, what is it? October 27th. Uh, I'm supposed to be coming down there for the Texans uh, Raiders game. Is it is it October? It's somewhere like the last week in October, I think. Bro, listen, let me tell you something. I'm, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be 100 with you. I haven't really looked at the schedule, <laughs> and, I'm, and I damn sure don't know when the uh, Las Vegas Raiders is coming. Chill, man, chill. Anywho, I'll be, be coming down to the uh, to the Lone Star State to check y'all out. Anywho, <laughs> but I, uh, saying that about the Houston Texans, I know you guys have had. Uh, a unique offseason. Y'all, there's no GM, right? If, if I'm not mistaken, there's not a GM that's actually doing personnel moves, right? So it's the equivalent to you know how when y'all are out on, let's just say when, when you was in the military and let's just say y'all all went down to the motor pool, right? Mm-hmm. Then a platoon sergeant had to leave, and it wasn't nothing but specialists there. So every specialist you know, think that they running stuff and then the one who got the P next to it, <laughs> you know, the one that got the P is the one that's running everything, right? Right. That's the equivalent to what it is as far as the, the, the who is general manager for the, the uh, Houston Texans right now. So when you walk into the office, you got to look for whoever, if the, if the platoon sergeant ain't there and Bill O'Brien and the one who got the P next to his name, then you, you might as well just come back because you ain't going to get no answer. <laughs> It's going to be a lame duck session this year. I tell you that much. So don't expect. So I guess 
that kind of leads into my second question. Jadavion Clowney, who by far is one of the best defensive linemen uh, in, in the game of football. I mean, when the guy is healthy and is able to get on the field and suit up, the dude produces. Then you got another freak of nature with J.J. Watt on the other side. You got possibly the best defensive lineman slash linebacker tandem in the in the sport of football. So, <clears throat> Jadavion Clowney, was he franchised or was he, he was franchised, right? Franchise tag for, I think, 15.9. As a linebacker at that. Uh, which the, the wrong position by the NFL. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I think he filed a grievance. So, if, just quick, quick little uh, breakdown. Um, defensive linemen make more money than a linebacker, but being the fact that the Houston Texans play a three-four defense, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, Jadavion Clowney theoretically is lined up in the linebacker position, but he's actually the rushing end of the linebacking core. Him and JJ Watt. So, <clears throat> linebackers make a little bit less money than your defensive ends, such as Khalil Mack. Uh, 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 who else is a, a freaking nature defensive lineman right now? Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. Uh, uh, my guy up in Denver right now with the Old Spice commercials. Uh, Von Miller. Von Miller. Thank you. I'm drawing blanks right now. And the other guy that's on the other side of him too. Wolf. Um, wolf. No, not a wolf. Uh, thinking of the other guy. I think he came out of Georgia. Oh, I know you're talking about. Uh, ain't he Chubb? No, he, yeah, Chubb. Yeah, Chubb. So, so was it, didn't he come out of Florida? I mean, Georgia. All the Chubb brothers went to play in Georgia, yeah, because they get yeah Chubb. Okay, yeah. So, anywho's with, with that being said, you know, defensive linemen or defensive ends, the pass rushers, they make a lot more money. So, what's going on with Jadavion Clowney, man? Is he going to actually play the season, or are we going to start seeing some lazy on Bell type of uh, situations running around? Well, here's the, here's the thing too, and I want to piggyback on something that you said earlier. Uh, he played over two hundred snaps. Uh, with his hand in the dirt uh, as, as a def- as the defensive end, and I think just like thirty three to thirty five, maybe um, standing up. But they do stand him up in, mm-hmm. in you know uh, uh, a lot of cases. They don't do that. JJ doesn't stand up. He'll he'll go from defensive end to defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. They don't stand him up in the linebacker position because he isn't mm-hmm. as effective as Jadavion Clowney is. Jadavion Clowney is by far one of the best. Uh, defensive lineman in the game as far as uh, stopping the run, tackle for losses. He does all the intangibles. Mm-hmm. But um, just like uh, Chris and I was talking about last night, the sacks, the sacks are the, you know, that's the sexy number. You know, especially, like, defensive, that, especially at defensive end. Yeah, just like touchdowns is for a quarterback. So, mm-hmm. you know, when it, when it comes to Jadavion Clown, he's not going to give you a lot of sacks. I think that the most he's ever had in the season is 9.5. Which is, uh, eh, 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 you know. Yeah. Eh, it's all right. You know, it's, it's all right. I guess in the position of a defensive lineman, I guess that I guess if people are looking at the sack number, then that's uh, below average. You know, you want more of your standout defensive lineman to be anywhere north of 10 to 11. So, you know. And that's what I'm saying. He's mm-hmm. never going to be that type of player that's going to get you. He's not going to be 20 sacks. So he's not going to be 15 like J.J. Watt because mm-hmm. he does everything else if you if you want to talk about and this is going to be very unpopular here in the state of texas and the city of houston if you want to look at technique wise jadavion Clowney is a more polished defensive lineman than jj white is and the reason why i say that is because jj's primary job is to just run up the field <laughs> run up the field go after the quarterback and people don't believe me but i said go back and look at the game the last game Tony Romo played here in Houston when he was a member of the Dallas Cowboys as a quarterback. JJ had no sacks in that game, and JJ may have had may 
have had two tackles. Mm-hmm. But what the Dallas Cowboys did to him, and a lot of other teams got some of the blueprint behind that too. But all they did was they would let him rush up the field, and Tony would just step up in the spot in which he came from. Mm-hmm. So they would tell the lineman, they would tell the uh, the right tackle, "Hey, look, let him go." And as soon as he goes up, just stay, you know, let him let him rush up the field. Tony's gonna step up, and then you start blocking him. So so Tony can do what he needs to do because now he's behind him. Mm-hmm. And so now and JJ now don't get me wrong, he's great at what he does. I mean, ninety two sacks since uh you know in, in totality for his career. That's a lot, B. That that is that is a lot. I'm not <laughs> and I'm not taking that from him. But then when you start looking at the other intangibles, like like Jadavion can hold a, a running back coming out the backfield in coverage. Yep. You know, and, and he may not be able to stay with a Le'Veon Bell once he gets going, but you know, but from at least five to seven yards, he's with them. Mm-hmm. He's a freak of nature. That's what I try to tell everybody. Right. Davion Clowney is a walking freak of nature, and the game comes so easy to him, man. It comes so easy. It, you know, just like Chris said on last night, he makes it look he makes it look effortless. And so, I mean, the first thing you got, anytime I think of Davion Clowney, I always think about how easy it was when he played at South Carolina. What was that as a sophomore? Or was, it, was he a sophomore or junior? Yeah, sophomore. Sophomore. When he sat there and killed that dude out of Michigan coming out of the backfield that dude's helmet popped off and he just snagged the football with one hand. I mean, the dude, the dude knows what he's doing. Um, I think you definitely want to pay him, um, being the fact that, you know, you still got Deshaun Watson on a rookie contract where you can kind of wiggle around for at least another two more years. So you definitely got a little bit of wiggle room of why not paying them. I mean, you got, you got, uh, DeAndre Hopkins on one side. Um, you got, uh, 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 Miller as your running back. Who's one of the top uh, premier all around running backs in the game. So you got a lot to work with. Justin Reed is over there uh, help, holding back in the safety court in the defense. So you got a lot. And not to mention, you're playing in a sorry AFC South division, bro. Like, you should be able to mow through everybody. And, and last year was a perfect example. What did the uh, Texans come out at? 0-3 out of the books? They started uh, at 0-3 yeah. or 0-4 or something like that? They started at 0-3. 0-3 and ripped off, what, 10 in a row something like that? Nine in a row. Nine in a row. Okay. So, yeah. So, I mean, you're playing in a sorry division. So, I think... I don't think Jacksonville got that much better. I don't care if Nick Foles is a quarterback or not. Um, I'm not really sold on Indian, uh, Indianapolis, bro. Like, I, it's something about them where I just I don't believe in them. Um, I think I, I'm just I, I don't know something about them. I'm just not digging them. Uh, Tennessee, you got Marcus Mariota who's going into his fourth year, fourth different uh, offensive coordinator. I think uh, he's going into a contract year as well this year. The dude ain't even had no more than. Uh, uh, you know, twenty some odd touchdowns in his whole career. I mean, the dude is a great red zone threat quarterback, but the dude can't throw the long ball. His life depending on it. Not to mention, he's not even healthy all the time, so he's got some questions that he's got to answer. So, I think if the Texans can pay Davian Clowney and if he can report anywhere between the last preseason game all the way up to Week One, I mean, I think it's going. I think it's a win-win situation for both parties. So, I don't know. I don't know if this is because they lack the GM. Uh, uh, official or or what it is, but I don't know what's the holdup about why they don't want to pay this man. Well, I, uh, and 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 so I look at it like this too, because um, it's a business for sure. And they don't and they don't have to pay him until you know because they, they can franchise tag him again next year. Yep. And he can you know he can either sit out or he can play for it, and it'll be more than the fifteen point nine that he's going to get. This Probably jump year. up to seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, and so. Uh, 
nobody really knows the true amount that he wants or that he's seeking. There's a lot of rumors out here that he's seeking the Aaron Donalds and the Khalil Mack type money. And I don't know if he's seeking that type of money because, I mean, in, in all actuality, he's not that type of player. At all. At all, and bro. So, yeah, At all. So I don't think he's seeking that type of money, but he is seeking some money. You know, he's seeking a long-term deal with guaranteed money. And so he, they don't, like I said, the Texans don't have to do it this year. The Texans don't have to do it. Well, they can't do it this year anymore because the deadline is passed and they cannot negotiate with him until the end of the season. Mm-hmm. But if at the end of the season he has a dominant season and then you come back and you say, let's work on it, and he says, no, you can franchise tag me again. Yep. And I'll come and I'll play. But there's, I, I, you know, you all, out of, you know, not even in good faith that you want to sign me to a long term contract when you had. We had the option. So I know that I'm still under contract for one more year, and that's it. I'm telling you right now. So you may want to try to trade me to get what you can get for me, but I will not be a Houston Texans Texan after this year. And the Texans will only have themselves to blame. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So it's going to be interesting to see what they end up doing, Jadavion Clowney. I think, I, you know, I think he's worth a lot of money. But like you said, he ain't no Aaron Donald. He ain't no Khalil Mack. He ain't no Von Miller type of dude. But he's definitely, you got those top, you know, echelon players up there. In the top tier, he's not. He's probably right in there, if not right, right there sitting at the date uh, at the dinner table, knocking at the door, asking where his homebred at. So I definitely yeah. think he's uh he's there, but it's gonna be interesting. But moving along, bro, there's another person out there in the great state, uh, the great state of Texas, just thinking about holding out. And uh, you know, word on the street is that uh, he might be holding out because uh, he's ready for a new contract. And I don't know what the Dallas Cowboys about to do, bro. I I, I don't know if they about to pull the whole Emmett Smith a couple. Some years ago, I don't know if people are familiar with it, but Emmett Smith has sat there and held out all the way out to the first two games. They lost in two games, and I don't know who. I think it was Leon Lett or somebody or sat there and told Jerry Jones they better hurry up and pay Emmett Smith, and they brought him back in. But Zeke Elliott is talking about he might be holding out too, and I don't know You know, I don't know if he's going to be able to get Todd Gurley money based off of what we saw with running backs, bro. Running backs, I hate to say it, is a, is a the most least – least uh it's the most expensive item that you can have on a football team bro like i hate to say it but then you i hate to say it bro you could literally find running backs at, at a dime a dozen or you could just do a running back by committee type of team but when you got a guy like ezekiel elliott who can literally who the offense runs through him i don't know what you do with ezekiel elliott bro i, I you know and i i, I hear that and you know sometimes i take a look at it and i say i understand what people are saying that you know, the running back position is is not, you know, you, you don't want to pay high for a running back because the shelf life on the running back is not good at all. But by the same token, I look at it and I say, well, that's what Pittsburgh thought. And look, James Conner did not perform well. Well, he was a pro bowler, people are saying. But yeah, but he was an alternate pro bowler. And he had like at least five games, if I'm not mistaken, he had at least five games with under 50 yards rushing. Something like that, yeah. You know, I can't remember who the running back was for uh, the Buffalo Bills. I can't remember who Ma- the running uh, back McCoy. Uh, in and out, right? Man, McCoy, Lashawn McCoy, Shannon McCoy out of Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is that he was he was in and out, mm-hmm. and you know the 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 uh, Eagles did a running back by committee, right? They got a whole bunch of them that got hurt this year too. Uh, Jay Ajayi was out. Uh... Uh, I can't think of everybody else that was there. But, yeah, I know Jay Jai was the guy that they were going to feature after LeGarrette Butt left. And Jay Jai, Jay Jai was out for the whole year, practically. 
Yep. And so I say that to say that uh, I, I say that to say this: the Cowboys have once in a lifetime talent in Ezekiel Elliott. For sure. For sure. For sure. When they, when they started out, you know, remember they didn't want to pay Emmett, like you uh, mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to pay him. They started out on two. They ended up signing him, and they won the Super Bowl. They. The the uh the 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 main issue when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys is that Jerry there's a cap. If there wasn't a cap, Jerry would open up his checkbook and pay him off. Yeah, he wouldn't care. But they only have what 19 million dollars to be able to spend between Dak, Zeke, and Amari Cooper, and Byron Jones, and I think Demarcus uh, and Lawrence too, right? They pay Lawrence. Okay, already. okay. But uh, but and here's the thing though. So I we just mentioned those players. Coming up here soon will be Jalen Smith as well, mm-hmm. and he's a freaking nature. And yes, and so they they have a lot of issues coming up, but they don't have a lot of money. So that team, you be look forward to. You know, they may have two good seasons in them left, and then they're going to start losing a lot. Their, their offensive linemen are going to end mm-hmm. up going elsewhere because they can't they can't afford to pay them. And so I don't know how you pay all of them, which comes down to who gets paid first, Zeke or Dak. I, I mean, I, I, here's the thing about Dak, bro. I think Dak is a service. He's a quarterback. He's an NFL, he's an NFL starting quarterback. But when we saw Zeke get suspended those eight games uh, the year before last, we saw his productivity go from um, uh, uh, from uh, from something of being a pedestrian quarterback down to being a handicapped quarterback. Like, he was legitimately a handicapped quarterback. He didn't have a running game. He couldn't sell the play-action pass, and he was a very, very handicapped quarterback. He looked like he didn't know what he was doing out there, and he just didn't have the security blanket that Zeke gives you, whether that's passing, you know, dumping the ball off of him, Zeke being able to run, you know, get, get anywhere between four to five yards every every time he touches the ball, even be able to run the play-action off of Zeke. You know, there was things that Zeke does so much, and I'm not knocking Dakota Prescott. I'm not. By far, I think he has more upside than what Tony Romo will ever have. Um, I like Dakota Prescott a lot. I think Dak is legit. He's solid. But I also think that Dak needs tools around him. I think that's why they're going to have – I mean, I hate to say it, Phoebe. They're going to have to keep Amari Cooper just based off the fact of how much they gave up to get Amari Cooper in the middle of the season last year to the Raiders. So I think Amari Cooper's got to stay. I don't know how they're going to be able to do – I don't know. Someone's about to get franchised. I'll tell you that right now. I don't know who it's going to be, but one of them three – They can't franchise Dak. It's probably going to be cool. Yeah, I think Coop they, gonna get franchised, bro. Yeah, well, the one thing I know that they can't do is they can't franchise Dak, and so and and, and but here's here's the thing too. Uh, in that in that Dak second year is when Ezekiel Elliott got suspended for six games, right? Yep. You also remember that that's the same year the Tyron uh, Tyron Smith went out too. Remember the Atlanta game where the guy had eight sacks in one game. Deion Jones, I think is who it was. And then he got paid big time right after that for yep. that season. Yep. But the majority of his sacks came in because they could not find a left tackle. And they tried to put Chaz Green over there one point. <laughs> they tried to put the other guy that came out of Carolina. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't just not having Zeke that caused them to go 9-7 and seven and miss the playoffs by one game. It was also the fact that they had a lot of uh, other issues in other places. Right, yeah. So I, I, it's gonna be interesting to see what the Cowboys do. I think I think Zeke will show up because he wants to get paid. Um, I think, like you said, I think to be honest with you, Biggie, 
And that's not that's nothing uh, based off of what we saw in the Super Bowl with Todd Gurley. I've always thought Zeke was a more complete running back than Todd Gurley. I think Todd Gurley just had more hype, and he's a bigger dude, tall, tall, tall height-wise. He's taller than Zeke Elliott, so I think you know the size and the, you know the size of this dude looking like freaking nature had a lot more people sold on what uh, Todd can do. But I think that Zeke Elliott's probably by far. Um, depending on how Le'Veon Bell looks this year, he's probably the best all-around block, uh, back in the game, man. Yeah. As far as running the ball, catching the ball at the backfield, being able to take off and go, I mean, what can't this dude do besides stay off the uh, when he's just doing dumb stuff off off the field? But other than that, when the dude's on the field, he out here making the fettuccine, and he wants that direct deposit every Tuesday. Here's the funny thing, too, because uh, I found out a lot of things when I was in Cleveland. Uh, like I said, I found out a lot of things, bro, that I haven't even revealed to let people know just yet but it's one of the I'm, I'm just like wow every time I somebody else told me something different I was like wow so I found out one of the reasons why Ezekiel Elliott is having so many off the field issues when it comes to I mean since he's been in the NFL I didn't know that Zeke had a handler when he was at Ohio State mm. Mm. so the, the, his entire time there was a handler there for him that kept because I didn't I don't remember hearing his name being you know involved in anything when he was at Ohio State. Besides when he came to the league, but other than that, you know, everything was yeah. pretty much under wraps. Yeah, and so now you have now you have it to whereas he, you know, he's he's uh rich, he's on his own, he can do what he wanna do. And now mm-hmm. for the last three years, like every year he's it's something, it's something, it's something. So yeah. maybe Jerry has to do to him what he did to um Des Bryant and get him a handler but uh make it come out of his you know out, out of his um check you know that right yeah it, oh so it comes out of the player's check so the, jerry jones made des bryant think that the security detail that he had for him and you know to make sure that he stayed you know so this is uh, on so when he's looking at his paycheck stuff he's looking at the withholdings and he didn't he, well, he didn't know. <laughs> so he didn't look at his paycheck stubs. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it came out later that uh, that the detail that Jerry had put on that they thought that the Cowboys was paying for was really uh, it was coming from Dez's pocket, and mm. Dez didn't know it until that's why. De- you remember when it was time for the contract negotiations, and Dez was like, "I done found out too much stuff, and I ain't, I'm not, I'm not budging. This is what I want, and that's it." He started finding out a whole mm. lot of things that he had no clue about. Gotcha, gotcha. So yeah, it's gonna be, yeah, it, it, yeah. I, you know, the, the the dude that Zeke allegedly or who he put who he shoved on the ground, the little security dude out here in Vegas talking about how he ready to press charges on him, and his daddy was a lawyer, and blah 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 blah. And come to find out that the, the, the security dude was the one that was in the wrong. Yeah. Either way. You know, Zeke also got to know that the camera phone's always going to be all over the place, man. It's just, it's just inevitable, and it. it's easier said than done to try to, you know, you know, you know, be in the moment. But you also got to know that, unfortunately, the fame does come with the job, and that's part of one of the the duties, man. When you're one of the premier running backs in the league, so it, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, we'll see what ends up happening with that. Um, but uh, moving on, man. Uh, if you had to take a quick little guess, because we're, what, 50 days or so right off from kickoff weekend, if I'm not mistaken. I think we're about 40, 50, 49 days in the wake-up or something like that to, to the Thursday night game with the Green Bay Packers and the uh, Chicago Bears for the NFL 100th season, man. If you had to pick a dark horse team in the NFL, man, who would it be? Just anybody, any team that you're thinking of. Bro, that's a very good question. And I'm sitting there thinking that because i got to go through the divisions. Uh, Miami. 
Dolphins? Yes. You mean the Heat, right? No, I mean the Dolphins. The Heat. The Heat. You know, they got Jimmy Butler and they're they trying to get uh, Chris Paul. Man, they can't even look. They can't even be Santa Monica Community College right now. <laughs> so, no, I, I think with the uh, with, with um, the new head coach that they have, the guy that came from the New England Patriots and Flores, the brother yeah, who was attack cock to the side. Yeah, and, and with uh, and with uh, you know getting Josh Rosen in there coming in for you know trade for him from Arizona. Where did Tannehill go there? Oh my God! If you wouldn't ask me, I would have been able to tell you. I don't know, but wherever he is, he says that he does not want to be a backup. He wants to be a starter. Uh, was it Arizona? I don't know. He didn't go to Arizona. I forgot where he went. Uh, Tennessee no. Titans. Okay. Yes. Jeez, Louise. I mean, actually, to be honest with you, with with the way Marcus Mariota's been playing and the way Tannehill had all this hype, I mean, they might as well go at it and figure out may the best loser win. I don't, I don't know what else you can do. So he might be able to be the starting quarterback. To be honest with you, I think if I'm, uh, Lord, what's the coach? Mike Vrabel for the Tennessee Titans. I, I, I think you legit kind of look into seeing if uh, who you who's the best quarterback that you have. So why do you say Miami? Because I was, boy, oh, that's interesting. That that's just because I think, like I said, I think that um, you know, I think you got Rosen, you got Flores. They're bringing bringing in a new um, uh, a a new attitude, you know, a a new mindset. You know, they they've been losers for so long, so it may take you know, it may take maybe a year to turn them around, but they're definitely going to have a better season this year than they did last year, just because of the coach that's Mm -hmm. coming in there. And you know, and if I had to pick up like, so they're number one. 1A would be Tampa Bay with Bruce Arians. With famous Jameis Winston out here with the crab legs? Yep. Ah. Eating them W's, baby. Eating them W's. <laughs> so they are over there with New Orleans, Carolina, them. And who's the fourth team out, out of there? Uh, uh, Say it again. It's Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Carolina. Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. The Carolina ASC's- won't make the playoffs this year either. No, Carolina. I don't even know if Cam Newton's gonna be ready for Week One. To be honest with you, it doesn't even matter, bro. I don't think that they have the team. They I got the defense, they though. They got the defense. They don't have the offense. They don't have anybody to throw the ball to. Nope. Yeah, Where's so, Kelvin Benjamin when you need him? Yeah, and I'm not really. I don't know why they paid Paul Richardson all that much money too, coming out of Seattle. So, um, I think if I had to pick a team out of the AFC, and I'm not even trying to be biased, bro, I have a hunch, and this is just going out on the limb, bro. I have a hunch that for some reason Kansas City is going to take somewhat of a step back. They are. Um, I don't think they're good. They'll be good. They'll be in the mix of things. I don't think they're going to go all the way to the AFC Championship game. They won't. You know, I, I, I just don't see that. If I had a hunch and if I had to pick eight teams, you probably going to sit there and bang on me just like I just banged on the Miami uh, probably Dolphins. Will. You probably already know where I'm going with this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be the Oakland Raiders. I'm not saying they're going to sit here and win the Super Bowl. They're going to sit here and make a whole bunch of noise in the playoffs. I got them at nine wins this year, bro. Nine easy. easy. I think nine hard-fought wins. The only reason why I'm not sitting there saying anywhere between 10 to 11 to 12 games is because they have the most brutalist schedule in the league outside of, I want to say Tampa Bay has like the second worst schedule than the Raiders as far as travel-wise. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, anywhere between the middle of October all the way to freaking December, they about to be on the road for like five weeks in a row. So 
if they can figure out how to cast some freaking flyer miles in and be able to uh, uh, just live out of the suitcase and stay focused, I have them winning anywhere between eight to nine games. Mm-hmm. Mm. So that's my team out of the AFC. Out of the NFC. Oh, we I didn't know we was picking. Well, well oh, I guess oh. I guess go ahead, I did go ahead. you did do it right. Yeah, you did it right. Yeah. Okay. So if I had to pick a team out of the a- NFC, ah man, you can't never doubt these boys out, man. Somehow they always in the mix of things. So I'm just gonna go stick with them, bro. I don't know how they do it. Because I feel like they always playing with a whole bunch of nobodies except for their quarterback, and they always just figure it out. And somehow they always in the mix of things, and that's the Seattle Seahawks. I don't know how they do it. I don't know. I know you don't. You're not the biggest Pete Carroll fan, but I don't know how he does it. But somehow they always in the mix of things where they win anywhere between eight to ten games a year, bro. And it don't matter who on the team or what they got, but they they figure it out, man. Man, listen. Only... <laughs> so is so is Russell is Russell Wilson going to wear braids? Box braid, or is he gonna wear a cup like Malcolm? X? <laughs> Looking like what is that? Uh, if your hair is short and nappy, you can wear some cockalene or something like that. Looking like big red from the five heartbeats. <laughs> so uh, I just say this, man. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, you may see it more than I do. I don't see it at all. I'm just, I just always see them in the mix. Uh, who is it? Now? The Giants gonna be booty. I'm just thinking about all the teams. I don't think Atlanta anywhere. I, ever since they paid uh, Matt Ryan all that guap, I don't think they anywhere where they need to be. Uh, New Orleans, eh? I don't know if they'll ever get over what they just happened to them. Um, I mean, I mean, they'll be in the mix. So New Orleans will be in the mix. Obviously, the LA Rams probably got one of the most complete teams in the, in the game. Um, just trying to think. San Francisco, I don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo is done dating adult stories. Like, I don't know what to think of Jimmy Garoppolo, so I can't even sit there and, and think. I don't have I don't have any judgment on him. I think that they spent a lot of money on someone that hasn't proved himself. Um, Minnesota Vikings, eh? Kirk Cousins, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the team out of, actually, you know what? Maybe the team out of the out of the nation's capital may may do something just because of the quarterback they got with uh, uh the kid from Ohio State. Is Geist coming back this year? I think so, yeah. Speaking of, I, I talked to his cousin yesterday. His cousin plays for Grambling. Okay. Yeah, and then I talked to him. He says that uh, he says he's healthy, so I don't even know. Yeah, he just told me that um, that he was uh, that he was healthy. And um, I said, all right, well, when you talk to him, man, tell him I said, you know, I wish him, wish him all the best. And, yeah, because uh, he told his ACL like the first game or something like that. And I told him, I also tell him, he, you're a better man than I am because there's no possible way I would have been able to sit through a whole interview with somebody asking me the type of questions they asked him. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I, I think I think Seattle, uh, maybe, maybe the Washington football team, maybe. Maybe it depends how the Cowboys act, if they can get it together. You know, I don't, I don't think Philly's Philly, the Philly special may be over with them. I mean, Lord knows what the New York Giants are doing. I'm just trying to go, just throwing by divisions just off the top of my head. This ain't really an NFL preview type of thing. The NFC South, I think New Orleans has that on lockdown. Um, like you said, Tampa Bay may be able to creep in and steal some wins over there, which just like you said, Bruce Aarons is a great coach. Uh, I don't see, I mean, the a- 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 NFC West is probably one of the worst divisions of football. We got LA. Um, it is what it is. So, yeah, I think that's what I got, man. So, I'm going to go with uh, the Raiders in Seattle, man. And so, we'll see what ends up happening. So, moving I on. I can't believe you picked the Raiders, bro. That's I got a hunch, man. And I don't – so, the only reason why I got a hunch is it's going to be how Josh Jacobs plays as a running back. I'm not a firm believer of Alabama running backs because I feel like Nick Saban 
gets everything that he can out of these Alabama running backs by the time they get to the league, with the exception of Mark Ingram, who was he's going to find out. We're going to find out really what Mark Mark Ingram is going to be all about because he's always been part of a dual threat uh, running system his whole career. So he gets to be the featured running back. So we'll see how he does. Uh, Derrick Henry, he's had a couple of good games, but any can't name me another running back that came out of Alabama that just balled out. Trent Richardson was playing in AFL that folded. Uh, Kenyon Drake was a, is a part-time running back down there in Miami. Uh, T.J. Yeldon, I don't even know if he plays for the Jaguars still, but I'm sure I'm saying like name me a running back out of Alabama that just balled out, bro. Yeah, because because what you call it keeps going back and forth, right? What's his name from uh, Tennessee? Derrick Henry. Yeah, Derrick Henry keeps going back and forth. Sean Alexander. I rest my case. Oh, okay. <laughs> he didn't play. <laughs> you so. didn't say what year. You just said. You're right. You're right. I should have said it in the Nick Saban era. So, yeah, you, you hit me with the alibi fire. Well, you know what? So. That's the same thing. I, you know, that's the same thing I tried to tell Chris last night. We were talking about. Um, we were talking about. Uh, oh, Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we were talking about D1 talent uh, versus uh-huh. uh, talent in HBCU. Because he's not sold on Titus Howard. And now talent in 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 these hbcus that there is that there's goes, a lot bro yeah undiscovered because they're not on tv every week and they're not mm-hmm. being you know sponsored by the power five conference he's like yeah but it's different when you play d1 ball i said are you serious you tell me there's no d1 bus he's like i'm not saying that but so he i this is the this is the argument i love to use against him that one right there because he's a huge alabama fan so mm-hmm. that one right there and then i always like to say well, name me the uh, you know the quarterback that is coming out of you know um, uh, Alabama. Name, name me you know how good Greg McElroy was or um, AJ McCarron. Exactly these guys who actually who won national championships, but they they flamed out in the you know in the NFL. I said so uh, they played against top notch talent. They went undefeated or maybe lost one game and they won it all and they mm-hmm. get to the to the to the pros and then what happened? Right. So right. Just like you said, there's never been a great quarterback or a great running back that has come from under Nick Saban since he's been at Alabama. Now, offensive linemen, uh, you know, we'll defensively, every yeah, I think receivers. other yeah, hands down, they got it. Um, I, you know what? Maybe even DBs, he's not been able to produce some DBs. Um, D. Milner that went to the Jets is somebody that I can think of in the recent draft that hasn't panned out. Um, you got Landon Collins that I don't know where he ended up going. Um, but you know, you got him. So, you know, like you said, defense, anything other than quarterback, running back, uh, you know, I think, I think you could say Alabama is a, is a good thoroughbred spot, but as far as a quarterback and running back, then that came out of Alabama. I mean, like I said, I didn't name you maybe two, a uh, one and a half. We talk, we talking about space. So I got, I got one in the peak in my hand for, uh, how many, the cards, how many uh, books I can win. So, you know, yeah. you got Mark Ingram and then you got Derrick Henry is my peak. <laughs> Um, other than that, I got number low spades or number fakes cards, bro. I ain't got no hands on that one, bro. I, I can't win no books on that big. Yeah. So, moving along, man. So we like to end things with the sports big uh, sports business podcast that you're listening to with the big dummy of the day, man. Um, BB, I'm gonna let you take the floor because I got a heartfelt message to do one uh, for myself, uh, actually. So I'm gonna change mine up today, man. So the floor is yours to nominate the sports business podcast big dummy of the day, bro. The big dummy of the day is these idiots out here licking food and using mouthwash and spitting it back into there. I seen one young lady look like she may have been on a, what is that? Uh, what, what was that that the people what's that drug E? The one that people take it and they just freak them out. You see them on the street, they be like frozen and then they start freaking out. Then they go like freeze. Bath salts? 
Yes. <laughs> yeah, they call it spice or whatever, bath yeah. sauce and stuff like that. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I seen one young lady in the produce section. I seen a video of her in the produce section like that, bro. Ooh, good gracious lie. You didn't yeah, see that when she was rubbing collard greens and all that on the on the back. Oh, side. she was in the produce joint. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. <laughs> she had the collard green. Yeah, she was laying right up under mustard greens and everything. Yeah. Yes. I didn't know she was on bath sauce. I think I might have been watching that at work. Uh, no, I don't know if she was on bath sauce either. I'm just saying that these people go yes. doing this. Yeah. Stuff yeah. Is, yeah. I forgot about that one, B. You right. It, it, yeah, show you right. It's like that. <laughs> so I want to give the big dummy of the day award. Not only to them. But also to people who who order from Dash Door and Uber Eats, because guess what, people, they're doing the exact same thing. Bro, like you made me feel some type of way. I legitimately just went to California two weeks ago, and um, I was tired. I didn't feel like going to get no food. I said, let me just go ahead and get some DoorDash or whatever, and, and have it ordered. Have it come to my room, like bro. Like I want to throw up so bad after the show. Like I'm running yeah. straight to the bathroom. Thanks a lot, Battle Buddy. Hey, like, yeah. What did you order? Do you remember? Yeah, I ordered some Tony Romans, man. I had some ribs and some uh, some and a steak and a, and a blooming onion, man. Oh, uh, how many ribs did you have? Well, I had some in the uh, at that evening. I ate some in the morning. No, no, breakfast. no. I'm saying, how many did you order? Do you know? I think I ordered half a slab. It don't matter. They probably broke it off anyway. You probably wasn't paying attention. Either that or they stuck their finger on it and licked some of the sauce off of it. Like, they ate some of your food, bro. Like, especially, I wouldn't order, like, any, like, Whataburger or no, nothing from fast food. No Shipley's Donuts? Like, nothing. No fries. <laughs> well, donuts I can count, but not no donut holes. But anyway, they got fries or something like that. Oh, no, uh-uh. Pizza, you eating off the top? Nah, bro, I'm good. So, yeah, so, good luck you right. Uber Eats. You're right, man. You're right, man. Uh, yeah, I was sleeping at some of these DoorDash people. That show looked flaky the other day. So, uh, yeah, man, you're right. Um, I'm not going to do a sports big dummy of the week um, uh, for this podcast. I'm actually going to put out somewhat of a PSA message. And uh, BBU, you can definitely attest to this. Uh, the amount of work that you do in your community out there, Houston, can never go unnoticed, bro. Like, for real, for real. Whether that's speaking about colon cancer for your late, late, late great wife, Jamia. Jamila, uh, you know, uh, as far as raising colon cancer awareness, uh, also mental health issue, uh, mental health awareness is something that you and I definitely harp on. I know I suffer from it. Um, I'm not ashamed of saying it. I, I definitely suffer from mental health awareness, whether it's PTSD, depression, or anything like that. Hence why we definitely do our outlets, and this is a form of an outlet. Um, I personally, last Saturday, got this the, the very, very sad news that one of my legit best friends when I was in Afghanistan passed away. Um, Zakori Jackson, bro. If you down here looking at us, listening to this or watching me, bro, I can't even put into words how much I miss you, dog. Like, you was legitimately my best friend when we deployed to Afghanistan. Uh, you know, like you kind of said, when they when they had the platoon sergeant uh, that sat there and told us, me and Jackson, that was it. We was going to be in charge of the, the fueling system in Afghanistan for the night shift. I mean, the dude was from South Carolina. I was from Oakland, California, BB. You already know how that. You already know how yeah. that. <laughs> you already know how that. How that. Uh, how that uh, intertwined. But whether we was arguing about different philosophies, um, different things that we looked at, at the end of the day, we always had a joke to say something to each other, and always, no matter how heated the argument got or how we looked at things, and how 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 situations may have arisen to us, and how how his leadership styles were able to rub off on me and vice versa how we just we work so well together man 
I, 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 I can't say this enough to anybody who's listening to the show, bro. If there's anything that's wrong or you feel you feel like you can't talk to nobody, you feel like you're hopeless or you feel you feel just down and out and you just ain't got nowhere else to go, man. Just just call a friend, man. And, and I, you know, Zachary, I know I know you, you dealt with a lot of things. And if there's anything I could have did, bro, I, there wasn't any I would have stopped what I was doing and made sure that you was good to go, bro. So I just say that to say, you know, I'm saying this basically to say. You know, mental health, mental health awareness is something that we all need to look at a little bit more serious. And, you know, just picking up the phone to that one person that you may have not talked to in a long time may save that person's life. Um, and, you know, I feel like, you know, I, I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not trying to be on the soapbox, but, you know, I feel like maybe I could have did something a little bit different. But, you know, I, I definitely want to just take the time out to just say mental health awareness is something big. Um, I can't harp on it enough. I know I need to step my game up enough a little bit more, but um, Jack, bro, I miss you, man. I really do, bro. But other than that, BB, you can close the show, man. How they can find you at, bro? Hey, man, you can find me at Big Star Sports with the Z at the end dot com. There you can go there for uh, all my articles and uh, you can listen to you know, the podcast that I have um, that I started called Sports Talk with Big Sarge. Great podcast. Yeah. Great listen. Hey, thanks, brother. I appreciate that. I'm pretty sure you'll be at work like, what the what is going Bro, on? You be, man, I'll be getting these notifications. I'll be like, what is, I'll be looking at these times. I'll be like, what is this man about to talk about? <laughs> and um, the crazy one that I think the, the most, you do the most unique podcast, but I definitely got to say the one where you were in Cleveland. I'm not going to give it away. I'm not no spoiler alert right here. So if y'all <laughs> want to listen to this one in particular, just look for the one about why Kaepernick shouldn't get reparations. Just just look that one up. Just look that one up. I'm telling y'all, ladies and gentlemen, y'all are here for the best 60, 60 minutes of y'all life. Y'all thought right. that this was crazy? Y'all need to peek that one out, okay? So. Hey, look, and, 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 and that whole thing just started off because uh, Anglo-American woman asked the African-American man are those Nikes? And the African-American male responded with, yes, I'm throwing them away today as soon as I get to the store. And I asked, so y'all don't like Kaepernick, huh? And that's how that whole conversation got started. Kind of made you feel some type of way, though. But that's real America right there, though. For sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, man. So I'm no, no spoiler alerts. We done gave you the clip notes. Gave you a little quick little tease, a little, little, little quick little left jab, man. So y'all need to check that out. Stop what y'all doing and listen to that. Man. Well, well, before I get ready, to, uh, before we get ready to get up off, off of here too, like I said, you can find me at Big Star Sports, uh, Big Star Sports with the Z at the end dot com or and by, under the same name at Twitter. But e, I wrote an article um, that I put out tonight called "I Want to Be a Star" and it talks about how the high school football rating system is flawed due to the media and these rating systems and these rating publications, you know, taking mm -hmm. money from parents to pump their kids up who are Ooh. mediocre at best, right? Ooh. And, and so I wrote that article and I put it on there, but before we leave, man, I just gotta ask you this. Did you see the article that I wrote called Texas Stars? Is that the one about Daniel House? No, that's the one about... Uh, there's there's six states with multiple NFL teams in, and I I said that Texas has the best uh best quarterback talent duo in Dak Prescott and Deshaun. I did Watson. read that because I I remember I commented on that. I said there's no argument on that one. I yeah. remember that one. You're right because I remember I commented yeah. right back and I said, yep, you're absolutely right. Yeah, and so that's a you know maybe next yeah. time. You know, maybe next time we could break that down because if, if you're if what you said earlier is true, then maybe next year we will be talking about 
you know, Jared Goff and Derek Carr. Well, Derek Carr won't be no longer a resident of California after this year. Oh, so that's right. I forgot I mean, that that y'all that Lamar Odom is driving the truck. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, man. And once again, my name is Eric Compton, aka Mr. Town Business. You can find me on the Twitterverse at Eric T. Compton. You can also follow me on the gram at Money Compton. You can also email the show at Sports Business. That's S P R T Z B I Z N E S S at gmail.com. You know we gotta throw them quick and letter Z's out there because we are a little throwed. But other than that, man. I ain't got nothing else, BB. I'm out. You did.